0: Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Copperpot! He was a pro! He never made it this
1: far. A competitor. He was very good.
0: Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Just listen to the old Pork Chop Express speaker's advice on a dark and stormy night. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. When Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. Where did you come from? From your blood.
1: I'm brute. You will be. You underestimate my power. He's going to be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods.
0: There's only one god, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Hello, welcome back to the Random City Podcast. I am Jimmy in Georgia, and it's time to get random once again. This is episode 75 for August the 31st, 2017. And so, yes, it has taken our little podcast here... Eight years to get to 75 episodes, (laughs) but we made it. Hey, so that's better than lots. I'm sure this is the least listened to podcast that's made it to 75 episodes, so maybe that should be my new tagline. So one thing I do want to mention here in random chatter, and I guess we'll have a random city flashback, which we've done before on the show. Tomorrow, as of the release date for this episode, Close Encounters of the Third Kind will be back in theaters for at least one week, is what I've been seeing, and I thought, hey, this would be fun. To go back to, I think it was 2011, and hear vintage Jimmy and Georgia talking about Close Encounters of the Third Count and watching it for the first time on Blu-ray in many, many years. And so, I'll cue Wayne and Garth's sound effect from Wayne's World, and we'll have a random city flashback.
1: I picked up the three-disc, actually it's the 2 disk blu-ray edition of *Close Encounters of the third kind and uh it come with a little collector's book It's the 30th anniversary edition and i checked out the director's cut which had a few of the new scenes that weren't in the original cut but a lot of the original version was restored because apparently they had changed some stuff and they thought it was better to put it back to normal and um i don't know i like the movie i hadn't seen it since i was young i was i was born the year this movie came out it came out a few months after Star Wars and uh interesting side note Steven Spielberg George Lucas had a bet as to whose movie would do better that year. I think
0: George Lucas won.
1: But anyway, um <laughs> this movie was pretty good. Like I remember bits and pieces. I remember mostly the kid being abducted and I remembered um um Dreyfus being obsessed with building his little mountain. Uh that's the main stuff I remember other than the music and stuff. And I don't know, it was interesting um some of the time travel type elements of the movie, uh just how stuff associated with the Bermuda Triangle um is actually attributed to aliens and these planes were found and later in the movie the people were found. Those kind of things I thought were pretty interesting. Overall I think it's a really good movie for thirty four years ago. Although one my one critique I guess was the last like thirty odd minutes of the movie we're already at Devil's Tower, and they're climbing the mountain, and they see the little facility, and it just seems so long and drawn out to me. I'm just like, get along with it here. We know you're going to play some music. The aliens are going to come down, and the big ship's going to come, and they're going to let people out, and aliens are going to come out, and you're going to get on there. I'm like, it took forever. I don't know, that was one thing that really kind of kind of bugged me just a little. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just like, this seemed boring almost there, right there at the end. I guess one other thing that uh, stuck out to me was... In one scene where the mom is there with her little kid and the aliens are about to abduct them, everything's you know turned on and flipping over and crazy stuff's happening with the appliances and the dishwasher and the stove and everything's so just going crazy and it's all dark and stuff. And I'm like, was this supposed to be scary in 1977? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what was scary back in the 70s. And one other little thing I picked up on. When the uh, government made up their story to cover up the alien encounter with the noxious gas that was released in the train wreck, um, some guy was selling gas masks for $45. And I'm like, that's a lot of money in 1977. So I looked it up. The minimum wage in 1977 was $2.20. So over the course of a 40-hour work week, the normal guy working minimum wage would make about $88 before taxes. So... Not quite. I mean, I don't know how much taxes are taken out, so maybe, you know, 10 bucks in taxes, so 78 bucks. So, over half, definitely over half of a work week salary, um, for a normal person back in there, like the I was selling those gas masks for. So right now, $45 may seem a lot to you or me, but it was a lot more 34 years ago. So, I thought I'd throw that out there. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it looked good. The Blu-ray was nice. Um, it looked nice as far as picture quality. Just the special effects and the uh you know the time that it was set in the the uh, appliances, the cars, everything like that, you know it looked old but it looked it looked good and um I enjoyed it
0: all right, and we're back and uh those were some of my thoughts about close encounters, definitely a very influential movie from forty years ago, which is pretty pretty cool. Alright, so before we get into our next little, I guess the random selection for the week, I've got a couple random things I guess I wanted to talk about here. One thing I think that might be helpful on my podcast are some little tips and tricks here occasionally. I don't know, maybe if you're out there and you're a podcaster, I've been doing this for eight years, I've had quite a few different podcasts, and I think, in my mind at least, I think over the years I've gotten a little better of doing a one-man show. It's hard. It's not something everyone can do. I listened to an episode of a podcast I've, I've checked out here recently about The Office called Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica, which is, you know, from one of the episodes where Jim was impersonating Dwight. They chose that as their podcast name, and overall, it's a pretty entertaining show. Usually, there's two or three people, and they have lots of little jokes and stuff from The Office, and they'll watch a couple episodes and discuss them, and they usually last a really long time. Like A couple episodes will take them, I don't know, an hour and a half to discuss, but This last episode that was released, it was just the one co-host. And he had kind of a hard time going through the show by himself. And and he even admitted it. And it's it's difficult, I think. And I think over the years, really for me, I think while I was doing the Supernatural cast about Supernatural from the CW, I think is when I finally got comfortable just talking about stuff. And I think that was, to me, the first show that I actually did that I actually kind of liked. (laughs) Because I had some kind of stinkers back in the day. I did the What is the Event podcast about the event on NBC. And so many of those episodes I did way too late at night and just wasn't good, didn't sound good. All sorts of different things. I think my Muppets podcast I did was okay for the most part. It just was inconsistent and it ended after like 14 episodes. The Funny Skies cast, some of those were pretty good. Some of them were kind of bad. That one lasted really, honestly, about three and a half seasons. Because I, I went through literally like an entire season of episodes before the show ever started. And then I did the first two and a half seasons of the show. And I did shows in between. So it really lasted longer than it it did. Like I I forget how many episodes it was. Somewhere in the 50 range, I think. I don't know. I I could look that up. It doesn't matter, I guess. But anyway, I have learned some things about podcasting over the years. Which is the point of all this. And I think one little thing that I've recently picked up that might be helpful. Like right now, I realized it was getting late. And I hadn't recorded my uh, podcast I wasn't able to get into my office where I normally would record. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just not have an episode out on time this week. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I have a little lapel mic that I bought a while back that I can plug into my iPhone and record. And granted, this isn't going to sound quite as good as my $100 mic that I normally use, but it's not going to be that different, I don't think. And so I think stuff like that is a good little podcasting pro tip. My random podcast tip. If you can't record on your normal recording equipment, have a backup system such as a lapel mic. And this has been Random Podcast Tips with Jimmy. One thing I think is funny, too, about podcasting. For years, literally years, like six years or so, five, seven years even, I've been making random commercials for Steve Glosson's Big Honking Show. And if you listen to his show live, you always hear. And if you go back and listen to the podcast, you'll hear several of them usually every episode. I never make stuff like that for my own podcast, (laughs) which is terrible. I really should, and I think that'd be fun. And one other thing I do want to mention here, I think we mention this every week, I try to, the Random City podcast is available on YouTube, and so for the last number of episodes now, these episodes have been uploaded on YouTube, and there are three of them thus far that do have video to accompany the audio podcast here, which could be more entertaining depending on which episodes those are. Two of the better ones, I guess, for that are the two Ghostbuster 2 trading card episodes, and then there was one episode prior to that that had a video of me in the recording area of my office. And then also, if you'd like to, you can check out YouTube.com forward slash Jimmy and Georgia. That's Jimmy, I-N-G-A. And on the Jimmy and Georgia YouTube channel, you can find some playlists that include the Random City Podcast videos. You can also see some of Jimmy's toys, Lego, stop motion, and time-lapse builds. And you can also see some of my art videos. I've got a couple time-lapse videos, and I've got, at this point, three kind of art videos about some art supplies that I use, or I have kind of tested out slash reviewed. I use a brand of markers called Copics, and I use those to color in my sketches, basically. And they blend together very well. There are some other markers out there that are very similar. I did a video about Artist Loft Markers, available from Michaels, and didn't really think they held up to the standard of Copics. And then I did, just recently, this week, I posted a video about some Ohuhu markers that I found via Amazon. And those markers I actually liked better than the Artist Loft. They're not quite to the, the standard or the quality of the Copics, but for $0.50 cents a piece versus like $8 or even $5 with a coupon, it's worth the value that you get for the price. So if you want to check out those videos, again, that's youtube.com forward slash I N. G-A, Jimmy in Georgia. If you want to like the videos or subscribe, that would be awesome. That would help out my little fledgling YouTube channel. That would be great. Thank you so much. All right, with all that said, I think I'm going to play a commercial, and then we're going to get into our random selection for the week, which is going to be about some Mario games. So, we'll be right back. Drive. Card Double Dash is coming November 19th. You can reserve your copy today, and you can get a playable bonus disc free when you buy the game. Only for Nintendo GameCube. Rated everyone. GameCube. I was thinking about this. This is the 75th anniversary of the show, and I was trying to think, okay, I played a clip earlier. What should I actually do? I don't want to just go back and, and pick out highlights or something of old shows. I don't want to be the clip show guy. Although there are some things early on in the show, especially, I think are kind of entertaining that no one's probably ever listened to, uh, but that's okay. I want to talk about some Mario games, and I don't really know how much I've ever talked about it on the podcast. Like most people who play video games, I think, Mario slash Nintendo games have been a big part of that for the past 32, 33, maybe longer years, for me at least, and... Here recently, I've kind of had a revival of some sort of playing Mario games. I guess it was Christmas, my wife bought me a Wii U from one of our cousins who didn't play it much, and so we got that. And I'd gotten a couple Wii U games over the past seven months or so. And then a few weeks back, back, my wife bought us, because she likes it too, Mario Kart 8 for my birthday for the Wii U. And so we've been playing lots of Mario Kart the last several weeks, and also I've been wanting Mario Maker since I got the Wii U, and so I was able to pick that up not too long ago as well. And so just between those two games, and then I also have uh, I have lots of Nintendo stuff, and and again I don't think I've really talked too much about the Nintendo things, and I figured that would be a good random topic for this week. Love the Mario Kart games. I've got several. I have the GameCube version, which was Mario Kart Double Dash. That was the first one I ever owned as far as the Mario Kart series. I have a Nintendo 3D S and I have for that the Mario Kart DS and then Mario Kart 7, which is for the 3DS. Then I have the Wii. So I have that Mario Kart Wii, and we got more the Wii U, so now I have Mario Kart 8. So I have a good chunk of them. The first couple early on. I never have picked up as far as like the virtual games you can get on the Wii and Wii U. The virtual console, I guess, is the correct term, where you can play those old games. And I've gotten some of those older games for those consoles. Like, for example, I got Super Mario 64 for the Wii and the Wii U, I guess, technically. And then I also got Paper Mario 64, or whatever that was called. And I've gotten a few of the older ones. One thing, I I don't know, I guess I don't like about Nintendo is the games that I purchased on the 3DS don't transfer to the Wii U and etc. back and forth. Just you know, random example. When I got the 3DS, I bought Super Mario Bros. 2, but it won't let me play that on the Wii or the Wii U. But then I bought Super Mario Bros. 3 on the Wii U and it won't let me play that on the DS, etc. So I think that's one thing that I think they've changed with the Switch. Possibly. I don't know. Either way, I've been enjoying playing Mario games quite a bit here lately. And, like I said, Mario Kart's one of my favorites. I've also finally got back into... One of the games, that, really the only game I got when I first got the Wii U was the uh, Super Mario 3D World, I think was the name of it. It was the one that was basically 20 bucks. It was already a Greatest Hits title at the time when I picked up that one. And uh, I played through most of it and never actually defeated the last two worlds and so I'm up to the very last level and I have to get a few more green stars before I can defeat Bowser so that'll be fun to do that sometime in the near future and then so anyway playing my Wii U which is so popular and awesome and you know the top rated game system ever (laughs) but I have broken out the 3DS and played it a little more lately as well so yeah I guess that's another just random topic And so if you have any thoughts about what your favorite Mario game is, or even your favorite uh, Mario Kart game, I mean, there's all sorts of different Mario things. Like, Mario Party is another good example. Those are fun little games. So yeah, if you have any thoughts about Mario, or other Nintendo games you want to talk about, send us in some messages on our social medias, or via email, or text, or phone calls. All those things will work. I guess that's going to wrap up this random, short... Episode 75 of the Random City Podcast. If you have any thoughts or ideas, anything you'd like to send into us, email us at randomcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media, at Random City on Twitter, at Random City Podcast on Instagram. You can also call into the show or text message 773-71-RANDOM. The show is available in all sorts of ways, in iTunes, and Google Play, in the Satchel Player, in the Apple Podcast app. And then also, if you look for Jimmy and Georgia Radio, The podcast is available in Stitcher, and Jimmy and Georgia Radio is available also on iTunes. So all sorts of ways you can find the show, if you have a chance, if you'd like to, if you'd care to, please consider rating and reviewing the show in any of those. That would help the show out, and I would appreciate that. And I guess with that all said, I will wrap this episode up, and we'll see you next time for episode 76 of the Random City Podcast. And until then, I'm Jimmy and Georgia. Peace.